Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. Part of your world with Shiri Epstein and Tally Cohen. This is part of your world in the Audioversity Voice of Rivalman University, 106.2 FM. I'm your host, Tali, and I'm here with my co-host, Shiri. Shiri, what's up? Hey, Tali. How are you liking our new intro? It is a bit hard to get used to, but it sounds better, honestly. I like it. It goes with the change of the name of the university. Yeah. But going into what this episode is actually about, we're going to talk about Radio Disney, a little, a little sad moment. You will hear why in the... As we continue, but for now, uh, updates. So let me start us off with our first update. The new Ant-Man movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, is going to come out on July 28th, 2023. It's the third chapter of the Ant-Man saga, starring Paul Rudd. And in October 2021, it was announced that the film had been pushed from February 2023 to July 2023. Because COVID. Honestly, that's not the longest Disney has pushed the movie. So that's good news. Yeah, I feel like they kind of um, saw saw it coming. Because they pushed all their movies back. So mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of expected. Yeah, so they prepared a bit more. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. The second movie that we're going to talk about is Cheaper by the Dozen. Coming out March 2022. 20- premiering on Disney+. Plus. Um, it is a reboot that sees a multiracial blended family of 12, that's why it's called Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, navigating their home life while managing their family business. Have you watched the original Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes, I have. When okay. I was really small, but I, and I don't remember much, but I know I have. Aren't there two Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm not going crazy, okay. But um, I'm excited for this. Cheaper by the Dozen was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Oh, I was probably older than Tally was when yeah, I watched we, them. We, if we didn't say it enough times, we have a very big <laughs> age gap here. Right, it comes up a lot. But it is a great movie, so I'm hoping that the reboot will stand. Okay, so uh, do you want to tell us a little t- update of what's happening in the world currently <laughs> with Disney? Uh, Sure. So there will be 10 new attractions and offerings coming to Disney World in 2022. That's a lot. It is a lot. It is actually a very long list. Uh, So let's dive in. In 2021, Disney World brought us Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, uh, which came along with the Crepier of Paris in Space. And it has 220 restaurants, all within Epcot, which is undergoing its own transformation. So basically, they're changing up everything in Epcot. Yeah. Um, Which is a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah. So some of the attractions that were supposed to premiere with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure were uh, kind of stopped until 2022 because of the fact that, like, COVID and it was really hard Mm -hmm. because the parks are still functioning even while they're bringing in all these new attractions. Yeah. So there's that. Um, some of them include Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, and there will be new magic bands, which I actually am pretty sure are already in place. Okay. And yeah. as of lately, this has just currently happened as of us recording this episode. Um, and basically, it's just they have new sets of like fast passes and the bands look different. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of changing up everything in in Disney. Nice. So, yeah, we talked about the Fast Pass, actually, on our Disney Parks episode. We did. 
Um, so now it's also happening in the States and not just in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I remember that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, okay, so our today's January 10th, when this episode come out. Shiri's favorite part of the updates. It is. So uh, on January 10th, 2005, 75 six-foot-tall Mickey statues begin their visit at Disney's California Adventure Park. They will be on display until February 22nd. February 22nd. So basically they put... Six-foot-tall is pretty tall. Yeah, it is. And Uh, 75? Yeah, 75. Isn't that insane? Yep. (laughs) It's crazy. They were everywhere, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty cool to think about that because, like, like, 2005 wasn't... It was a, a while ago. It was a while ago. But, like, think about walking around and seeing... 75 different <laughs> six foot statues for those who don't speak feet it's about i think like 180 centimeters that would make sense yeah so like they're so, like, tall. a person size yeah like a, yeah yeah a, a, like a tall, a tall person, person size exactly like i'm one i'm 159 that's like 75 of mickey's bigger than me yeah it's crazy <laughs> it is but it it, is. it's cool though i feel like it's a cool thing going on it is it's actually really nice so, moving on to my other favorite part of our episodes, conspiracy theories. Um, today's conspiracy theory is sad. And it's really good. I like that one, and I actually think it does make sense. I think it does make sense, too. So, this theory is that Carl dies at the beginning of Up, after we watch the whole introduction, where we know that um, his wife dies, and et cetera, et cetera, and it's really sad, and everybody cries. Yeah. So what comes out of it is that uh, Carl also dies. So let's get a little into the nitty gritty. Sure. So an old Reddit post brings the theory that Carl's died uh, right after the court told him he needed to leave his home and up. Home and up. Right. So according to this theory, which was posted on Reddit and got a lot of thumbs up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell is actually Carl's guardian angel of sorts, and he's trying to help him cross to the afterlife. As um, Russell says in the in the thing often, he he's very adamant to help Carl. And he keeps saying, like, let me help you cross your yard, the street. Like, let me help you cross. Yeah. So it kind of goes with that. It does. So uh, what happens with Russell is that he needs a badge, for theoretically not win the theory. What happens in the movie is that he needs a badge called Assisting the Elderly, mm-hmm. which is the last badge for him to complete. And become a senior wilderness explorer. <laughs> but he's actually, it's just a metaphor um, for him to earn his wings as an angel. Yeah. And the house itself, it represents Carl's attachment to the physical world, with Paradise Fall being Carl's perceived representation of heaven. Right. The house finally lands in Paradise Falls at the end of the movie, and Carl finally finishes his transition and completes this great adventure, presumably according to the theory reuniting with Ellie in heaven. That would be really nice, though. That would be, because... Ah, it, makes that, me, it gives me shivers. I'm not even I kidding. I think the shivers are the cold in this room, because I got shivers, too. <laughs> um, 
But or we're both very emotional Disney fans. I mean, we are, but like, I don't, I don't think so because they. I'm pretty sure they turned on the AC. Okay, that would make sense actually. Um, yeah. but anyway, um, I think it's cute because of the fact that Paradise Fall was this like dream location for both Carl and Ellie. Yeah. So th- them having their heaven there makes sense. Also, at the end of the movie, if this isn't true, I was very confused over how the heck Russell is gonna go back to whatever city they're from that's a very good point because russell's with them the whole trip i never thought of that that's actually a really good point so like it makes sense that he'd be an angel because if not you're having you have a a, like what is he like 10 year old child being kidnapped (laughs) and in the middle of nowhere yeah he just got he got kidnapped and there's no trace of anything but a house being levitated into the air yeah yeah, that's right. So uh, I hope that it is this, because if not, we have a story on our hands of a kidnapped child <laughs> that was kidnapped by an angry elderly man. But listen, if he is an angel and he's trying to get... Um, his wings? Yeah. No, that's all I was going to say. Oh. He's an angel and he's trying to get... What's what's his name? Russell? Carl. Yeah, Carl. Oh, Carl. Um, if he's an angel and he's trying to get Carl somewhere, wouldn't that mean he's kidnapping Carl? I... Well, technically, Carl leaves on his own. <laughs> he leaves on his own accord. Okay, yeah. Russell has sense. Russell has nothing to do with him taking the house to Paradise yeah. Fall. He's just in it for. It. He tries to get him to cross at the beginning. Yeah, like cross the street, cross yeah, the parking yeah. lot, whatever. Yeah. See kidnapping. But 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 I should state that either way, I'm pretty sure Russell's like a ten year old kid in the he movie, is. and he's really stupid, honestly. I mean, yeah. So how would he kidnap an old wise man? I mean, a I don't, grumpy old, I, oh, a grumpy old man. Yeah. I don't know if wise would be what I would say for Carl, but like, he's grumpy. I don't think he's he will let himself get kidnapped very easily. <laughs> not he has by a ten year old. He hits people with a stick, doesn't he? Throughout <laughs> he the movie, not in his uh, his walking. Well, how do you say that in English? His walker. Walker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we believe in this conspiracy theory. We think it's a good one. I think it's really sweet, and I really want to believe it more than actually believing in it. Right. Uh, like I said, if not, I think we should have another Pixar movie talking about what the fuck happened to Russell. What, what if they did a uh, Pixar movie with Carl and Ellie? Like a movie about them, like full on movie, not just the ten first minutes of a movie. It will be the saddest movie ever. Oh yeah, because everyone knows she'll die. Yeah. So all the romantic and, bits and everybody knows that she can't get pregnant and yeah. like everything that happens. Like you kind of already saw it. Yeah. I think we should have a sequel talking about how Russell gets back home after landing in Paradise Falls. That, that would be bad. That would be funny as fuck. Funny. <laughs> It would. <laughs> Can I curse? Yeah, I've already cursed in this episode. You're fine. Okay. I think our audience is hopefully is mature enough for this. I'll bleep it. Anyway, um, so our main segment of the day, we're talking about Radio Disney, as yay. she said earlier. So as an introduction, Radio Disney was, that's a very important point, was an American radio network operated by the Disney Radio Network's a unit of Disney-branded television within the Disney General Entertainment content headquartered in Burbank, California. Damn, that was a mouthful. Yes. Um, the network broadcasts music programming oriented towards children's preteens and teenagers focusing mainly on current hits and heavy emphasis on teen idols. Which is really nice. Yeah. 
I liked Radio Disney a lot. Me too. I used to listen to it going everywhere, like in the car. Yeah. They had good music. Yeah, they actually did. So for many years, Radio Disney was affiliated with stations and markets of varying size, mainly large and mid-sized markets. And by the early 20... So by the early uh, 2010s, Disney had begun to phase out of the network's affiliations with terrestrial radio stations and sold its owned and operated Radio Disney stations to third parties to focus more on its programming, marketing, creating, revenue-producing events and distribution of Radio Disney as an internet outlet. So basically what that means is that Disney sold its company to other network providers in different countries just so that they could expand because having like a radio station that is only disney owned in every single country is hard yeah because i radio disney was a really big thing in south america generally in south america Mm -hmm. so having it be like they had to have like a disney company stationed in each country was really hard Mm -hmm. so they just sold it off to like third parties who like got paid and blah 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 and then they produced like Disney. Uh, On December 3rd, 2020, Disney announced that Radio Disney and Radio Disney Country will be shutting down after the first quarter of 2021. So as of this episode, it's been closed for about a year. (laughs) But listen, the thing is, when Radio Disney was popular, radio was a thing. Like, there were CDs. Now we have Spotify podcasts, even. Yep. And people don't really... I mean, I'm, I'm saying this at a radio, but people don't really listen to radio anymore. I think it also really depends. There is a really big market for radio here in Israel. Okay. Which is why we are on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think that a lot of things are transitioned into Apple Music and Spotify. You can hear yeah. us in Apple Music and Spotify. Exactly. So a lot of things, it's just easier to have it all in one place. You can control what you're playing. Yeah. So it makes sense. But I do think that there's some advantages for radios generally speaking i can see why radio disney would be closing especially if it was for kids and preteens yeah yeah because like i feel like adults would rather pay for your spotify or apple music yeah that's and control whatever they're listening to and they can put like kids things they can put disney disney get i'm pretty sure get like you get paid when you're Mm -hmm like celebrity so i'm sure yeah. disney gets some money from being on spotify and apple Bay. Yeah, so like definitely definitely i don't think they're losing here and at other all. than that other than that disney is launching a lot of new things that we including we talk about here in the podcast so why would they focus on something that isn't that relevant anymore no it's definitely gone down they are probably making a lot more money from YouTube and... Disney uh, Plus. Disney Definitely Plus, yeah. Disney Plus. No, no, but, like, I mean, like, music-wise, like, yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, their YouTube channel has a bunch of views. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Radio Disney was the least of their... Concerns. They were probably wasting more money on Radio Disney yeah. than what they were gaining. Yeah, that's, that's really likely. Anyway, so on April 14th, 2021, I almost said this year, yeah. uh, Radio Disney ceased to, ceased to broadcast when its last remaining terrestrial station, KRDC, was quietly changed to a simulca- simulcast of KSPN, uh, 710 AM, an SPN radio frequency. Yep. Basically, that, that was it. They slowly changed it out. Nobody realized. We didn't know about this until 
we started researching for this episode and then we saw that Radio Disney closed and we were shocked. Yeah. But yeah. let's talk a little bit of history because Radio Disney was a really big thing mm-hmm. for a long time for definitely, Disney. Definitely, definitely. So um, Disney hadn't for a long time been involved in music business, building off the success in movies and TV shows, which radio b- later became Disney Music Group. Mm-hmm. And in the late 1955, uh, Walt Disney started the Magic Kingdom radio show, uh, which ran on Mondays through which ran on Mondays through Fridays, and it was heard. It could be heard in the ABC radio. Right, ABC is owned by Disney, by the way. If you didn't know that, but um. Basically, it makes a lot of sense that, like, especially in 1955, I mean, like, radio was a huge thing back then. So having a radio show for Walt Disney was probably really profitable and a great idea. Definitely, definitely. Um, Starting on July 31st, 1994, this was even before I was born, um, (laughs) Disney started working on a weekend radio show live from Walt Disney World that originated from both... Disney World and Disneyland on radios AAHS. It's cool. It's cool having. So it went from having like one show to having a weekend. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It, kept, it, it was a growing, slowly yeah. growing, and mm-hmm. it did grow a lot. It did. And by 2009, Radio Disney was starting to reduce its station footprint to the larger markets to make the network more profitable. Which it did. Come on, it's Disney. Disney it, knows yeah. what they're doing. Oh, hell yeah. Um, on August 13th, 2014, Radio Disney's general manager, Phil Gorini, announced plans to sell all but one of its remaining owned and operated stations um, before or after September, 20, uh, September 26, 2014, to focus more on the network's programming, co-branded events, and digital outlets, Basically what we said. They have been planning since 2014 to stop the Radio Disney. Wow. That's, that's a lot of planning. Yeah. That's a lot of years on planning. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, they're, they're working on networks programming, probably style Disney Plus-ish kind of things. Yeah. Digital yeah. outlets. Like, I, this is around the time where I got Spotify, like mm-hmm. 2014. Yeah. So uh, Spotify was a big thing at that point. So it makes sense that they were kind of like, well, radio's kind of stopping. They're doing something here. Exactly. So it was actually a smart move because they were planning ahead. Yeah. They were definitely planning ahead. Because if I'm not mistaken, in 2014, Radio Disney was still a thing. It was still a thing. I. So here's the thing. I was in Bolivia, South America, for those of you who don't know, in 2014. And at that point, I wasn't listening to radio anymore unless I was in the car. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it makes sense that they kind of looked ahead because we were in South America. But in the States, they were probably way more into, like, Spotify already yeah. than we were. Yeah, that's right. So, like, it makes sense that they were kind of like, okay, we need to start focusing on that because that's working. Mm-hmm. People are getting it. Mm-hmm. So, it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. Times change. People change. Companies change. Yep. So, anyway, on August 6th... Nope. No. On April 13th, 2015, Disney announced that the Radio Disney Network would move to HD radio subchannels. Yep. Basically, they were like, we don't need to focus on this anymore. Yeah. On August 6, 2015, Radio Disney was made available for listeners on iHeartRadio, which is basically a radio online. Yeah. 
Which makes sense. It does. Yeah, it's a, tra- a nice transition yep. way. It was smart of them. Oh, yeah. And it was announced on November 25th, 2019, uh, that Disney has secured a deal with Intercom to bring Radio Disney and Radio Disney Disney Country to the company's radio, radio.com platform. Exactly. They just had to take it off of the only having it on radio and bringing yeah. it back online. Yeah. It makes sense. I... I have nothing to say about this because, like, it makes logical sense how it progressed, especially seeing it now, so many years after this has happened, being like, it makes sense that they're online. You can listen to our radio station online as well. Yeah. So it makes sense that, like, all these stations are passing online because if you're working on your computer, you can have a tab on the side playing, playing the radio. I advise listening to us. Or any other show in this radio station, but that's just me. Yeah, and listen, radio is a very old concept, if you really think about it. Like, it's it's stuck around for a long time. But like any other technology, it goes goes away, and and companies and radio stations in this case have to adapt to the differences. I I agree to... I do want to agree with that, but also living here in Israel, I think the situation is so much different because the radio is such a big part of like israeli culture mm-hmm. that i think the radio here in israel isn't going away as much as is going everywhere else in the world because like people still listen to the radio in like their cars and stuff like not yeah. constantly yeah. but like radio still a thing here it, it is it, it is and it, that's admirable because radio is a very old thing it is like it's it's around before fucking tv yeah it's crazy yeah but anyway, back to Radio Disney. In 2000 and 2001, Radio Disney launched two separate world tours that traveled to major cities in the United States, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty smart of them. Because basically what they did is they took a bunch of, like, Disney stars. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. like, people that worked with Disney who they had anyway on their payroll, and they were just like, go travel together. (laughs) For kids, listen, you're laughing because, but for kids, think about it. You'll see all your favorite celebrities that you're listening to their music anyway on Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah. They're there. That must have been profitable. For sure, because they can get big names on there. Yeah. Because like 2001, I'm not sure what shows were running, but think about it. Like if you get something like, I don't know, like thinking about like our ages more or less childhood yeah like if you get jonas brothers hannah montana um well miley cyrus in this case selena gomez demi lovato they're all disney channel they like, are kids. they are you get them all into one world tour that people would go insane yeah that's right even nowadays, people would go oh, and say... Definitely. Wow. Imagine, like, people would pay a lot of money to see And they that. probably did, because kids saw it. Probably they had commercials about this oh, everywhere. Yeah. Kids saw it, and, like, parents were like, well, I guess we're going. Because yeah. that would be me <laughs> as a parent. So, um, Radio <laughs> Disney has a gem series as well. Um, so, series of CD compilations of music that was featured on Radio Disney. Yep. And the first album was released in 1999, titled Radio Disney Kid Gems, containing the top songs from Radio Disney's playlist. That's smart. It is. I gotta say, mostly because at that point, you only played the songs that were on the radio. And uh, I'm too I'm too young for this, but um, my sisters used to, like, record it <laughs> in, like, the 
the cassette players. Yeah. So, like, you know, you had to catch it right on time. So this is why, because at this point they were moving into CDs. Yeah. It was harder to record things from the radio into CDs. Yeah. So it makes it, it was profitable for them for sure, because, like, you didn't have to wait for the song to play and catch it right on time to record yeah, it. You just know? had to buy a CD. Yep. And Emphasis on the word buy. Yeah. <laughs> Money. That's, well, if we've learned anything about the last four episodes that we've done in this uh this season of part of your world is that disney likes money disney loves money and but disney anyway. has money yep so the last of the cds was volume 12 meaning they released 12 different cds of this that was released on march 30th 2010 and the it had two specials meaning that think about it they not only had 12 volumes they also had specials which was the wow. 15th birthday edition and radio disney music awards that were released on august 16th 2011 and april 21st 2015 respectively so they have 12 volumes of radio disney normal and then they had all these extra special editions because obviously th there weren't only two special editions they were just the last ones mm-hmm that's a lot of money. That is. <laughs> because kids are going to want to buy all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you, okay, you get volume one and then like another volume comes out and it's the newest pop songs. Yeah. So you yeah. got to get it. Yeah, exactly. It's the thing with music. Like it, it, it you want to listen to the latest. Yeah. So it's, it was a smart thing to make yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Especially because there were other shows coming out on Disney. Yeah. And they needed, uh, they needed, they wanted to listen to the musics of the new shows, not the ones from before. Because what happens if you have a CD from shows you've already finished? And then yep. a new one comes out and you want to listen to music from that show. And then that's why you need to keep buying. Right. And it, there was also a period of time where Disney got really big on having shows based on music. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm talking Hannah Montana. The Jonas Brothers had a show. Yeah, and Farm. And Farm. Um, I'm trying to think. Even Wizards of Waverly Place, even though it wasn't based on music, like, Selena Gomez was singing all the songs. She was, yeah. And then you had uh, Shake It Up. Oh, but Shake It Up was dancing, but it doesn't It was dancing, music. but, like, yeah. the music was... Other Disney stars, like I yeah. think the intro song was Selena Gomez. Oh yeah, you will it realize was. that Selena Gomez was a very big Disney star. But um, basically, all these shows that had music made for the shows that were part of the show, yeah, kids wanted those songs because yeah. you couldn't get them anywhere else. Like yeah. with Hannah Montana, if you didn't buy a Hannah Montana CD, you couldn't listen to the songs if it wasn't on TV. Yeah, so like exactly. it makes sense that they're releasing all this like big music. Yeah. But anyway, going into the side part, let's talk about the decline and closure of uh, the Disney radio. So on December 3rd, 2020, two years ago, Disney announced that both Radio Disney and Radio Disney Country would show down its first quarter in would shut down in the first quarter of 2021 as part of its reconstructing plan to focus more on producing content for television networks and Disney Plus. Right. Which does make sense. It makes sense. It, it Also in 2020, it's like pandemic time, you know? So it makes yeah. even more sense. It does. It does. Um, Radio Disney began to wind down its operations on December 31st, 2020, as their DJs uh, host their final shows and discontinued on Sirius XM on the same date. 
On March 25, 2021, Disney launched its replacement service, Disney Hits, exclusively on Sirius XM. Right. Despite the station now being defunct, <laughs> Radio Disney's Instagram and Twitter remain active to promote other Disney shows and mo- uh, TV shows and movies, mainly airing on Disney Plus, which makes, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a- Why would you delete the huge account if you could use it for something else that it benefits you it does but disney's never gonna delete twitter accounts first of all unless they get deleted um but it's it's sad to see like the progression of like while the djs hosted their last show and like this was closing and you know then they they kind of put like this like disney hits but like i don't think it's that like on top because i haven't heard about disney hits before this um but it makes sense we were basically pandemic time at this point or the start of the pandemic ish mm-hmm. 2020 it was the start like it december was the start yeah and no, december was already like a big thing it was, it a was thing. the phase that everyone was confused like what 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 the hell is that yeah so i think it makes sense like disney i don't know if they saw ahead they we've talked about the conspiracy theories about disney predicting this yeah but um i do think that it got at the right time yeah because the whole world went into quarantine. Yeah. And what was everyone except Israel doing watching Disney Plus? And I am still salty about it. <laughs> um, so basically everybody else in the world was watching Disney Plus and Netflix because we were stuck at home all day. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. And it was a smart move, even though they probably didn't know they were making a smart move. The timing is perfect. It's too perfect to be true, almost. But my conspiracy, conspiracy theory. My yeah. conspiracy still stands that Disney predicted it entangled. But, you know, <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the last episode. Yep. Um, but anyway, this was part of the world here in Audioversity, the voice of Rikwan University. I'm Shiri. I'm Tali. And thank you for being with us today. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity 